0: For business. It's Russ and Greg with you. Greg, I'm a little tired, but I'm gonna I'm gonna fake it. I'm gonna do the energy thing. I went to the Giants game last night.
1: You did go to a Giants game last night. And you (laughs) and you you saw a win. So that's all it's I did see
0: a win, but you know what else I saw? I saw a will. I saw Will Clark uh like within like we weren't social distancing. He was within six (laughs) feet of me. It was so cool. Like childhood baseball hero just randomly running into him last night. And so I actually got home and I was jazzed up just about that. Didn't get an autograph, didn't get a photo. Nah. I just said, "You don't need." what's that. up, Will? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's, I cool. that's cool. And I was like, you're the best man or something like that, some random little thing. And my son did try to get an autograph. My son did get a toss up as well. So that was cool. So cool. Eh, all around, all around, just uh, not only did the Giants win, but it was a win. Well, I, I don't want to age
1: myself for nothing, but I still remember Will Clark's first at bat hitting a home run off of Nolan Ryan,
0: nice. his
1: very first uh, at bat as a major leaguer. I, and I I totally remember all the hype of him coming up to the Giants. And yeah. I was so excited. Everybody was talking about what a sweet swing he has. And first at bat hits a home run off Nolan Ryan. I mean, that was so iconic. Man,
0: Will Will the thrill. Will is thrill. Gotta love it. It was a beautiful well, time. And, I and you, were, you, you were 45 little... at the time, right? What's that? You were 45 at the time, right? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Wow.
1: Wow. I'm kidding. That wow. That hurts. That hurts.
0: <laughs> I was going to
1: say I was five at the time, but you know, somewhere in between was probably the, the accurate <laughs> yeah, answer.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I well, thought he, you got hired must...
1: not because you went to a Giants game, but you also did improv today.
0: I did. I did. I did the improv class and I showed Drew the, the video. So we actually, here's the secret, guys. We we did a video last time. It was our first time doing the video on the show here. This one we're also doing video on. And really all I, I had to show him was the beginning of it, Greg, the, the dance. And he <laughs> loved it. <laughs> and then
1: he knew that th- that was going to be the video of all time. Yeah. He was going to show it's- this off to all of his friends, all of his fans. Yeah.
0: Exactly. It's well, that, I think that's what we do to promote the show is we just have you, uh, we take your part at the beginning when you're doing the dance, we put it on TikTok and it'll be the craze and there you go.
1: Well, I think we need to introduce our guests because next time we bring Fidel Barraza on, he's going to have to do the dance with me. Yeah, exactly. So- sure,
2: just uh, just show me how, just tell me know, you I put your hands
1: up, you know, bounce around your chair, you look silly, but... Let I, I have here. a four-year-old,
2: so I dance silly all the time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a requirement of being a dad. dad. Dad and dad jokes, for sure.
1: Well, Fidel, welcome to the show. Uh, I want to give you your your proper due. Fidel is the host of the East West Football Podcast. He's the very first show to sign on with Winner's Edge uh, Sports Podcast Network on mm-hmm. Electracast. So, Fidel, welcome to the show.
2: Greg, Russ, thank you so much for having me.
1: Now, we're really excited because, uh, you know, again, you're the first show coming on to Winter's Edge. Tell the audience a little bit
2: about East West Football Podcast. So we started back in February 2020. Um, so I'm in California. My colleague Kendall Whitley's out in North Carolina and my other colleague uh, Jerry Martinez is out in Texas. So Essentially, we've never met in person, so we've been doing this podcast remotely the whole time. Um, wow. Yeah, I just kind of met through Wait, social media. Uh,
0: oh, okay. So you met through well, social media. I'll, I'll
2: give you a short version of the story. Yeah, so yeah. Um, uh, I was looking for a job. I had quit my job, and I was kind of just going through you know, what exactly I wanted to do. I uh, landed on this post that was looking for NFL scouts. I was like, hey, I'm interested. He put us in a big uh, like social media chat on Instagram. And essentially, that's kind of how I met Kendall and Jerry on there. Really interesting. Yeah. That's cool. So, so I know mean, um,
1: that's the short story. But give us the long story. How did you actually contact each other and figure out you wanted
2: to do a podcast together? Well, let's rewind the clock two months prior to that. So I had so uh, I had tried to do a Raiders podcast by myself, but I had no idea how to do it. I did it. It sounded horrible. I stopped doing it. That's a great shirt, Greg. By the way, <laughs> great cap. Great <laughs> um, cap on the, so. On the- Yep, good yeah. Yeah. So that was doing my research, and I just I just didn't have anybody to do it with. So, um, you know, we ended up in that chat, and Kendall sent a message, out like, "Hey, does anybody want to start a football podcast?" And I said, "Yeah, like I did." And there was these two other guys, and they ended up flaking out, and uh, Kendall ended up rec- uh, recruiting Jerry, and that's how we started doing it. Uh, we started doing it just we had nobody had like any idea like what we were doing so if you go back and listen to the very first episode it sounds horrible but at the same time <laughs> it's nice to listen to it because we we can hear us grow as a team yeah. so uh right. but yeah that's that's how we started and yeah it's been a roller coaster ever since nice i can't believe you guys have not met in person it, it there's such a
0: I mean, listening to you guys and, and getting to meet you guys, through, you know, virtually here yeah. as well. It, it just yeah. it feels like you guys fit so well together. It, it's cool that uh, you're able to pull that off without even actually. I mean, you know, it's I don't know. I guess that's a more of a statement yeah. on how amazing the world is. Right
2: well, now, well, yeah, people. but then you got to think about it too. The month after the world change, uh, we yeah. were to lockdown, that's and true. I actually I had started a job the day before the lockdown. So essentially, really? I was I was quarantined before it was cool. That's the way I like to say it. So <laughs> I was already doing, I was already a private. it. So first day at the job and then next day, hey, you got to go home. So wow're from home for a year, which I mean, it worked out good because I was able, you know, to because um, I commute to work 45 minutes to an hour every day. So <clears throat> a lot of the interviews, you know, we had people on the East Coast. So it just worked out a little bit better just because I was mm-hmm. already at home and whatnot. But yeah, we've been uh, we've been making it work going on three years almost. That's crazy. So-
1: yeah, we have a lot of audience that are podcasters themselves, and, you know, they're going through their own struggles of getting their podcasts, you know, created or heard, developed, produced, all of those types of things. And I'm just curious, like, what's been the biggest steps that you've three made to make your show as good as it is today. I mean, obviously you, you mentioned before, it started off as a little rough, like all of, all of our shows are rough. I mean, Russ and I've joked about it so many (laughs) times that our first shows. We don't, we don't even, we don't even post them because they were so rough, but uh, you know, how did you get to the point where you guys are so smooth now?
2: Trial by error. It's like riding the bike. When you get on the bike the first time, you're not you're not going to be able to ride it the whole time you're going to fall But you just got to make sure you keep practicing. Mm -hmm. So as you do more shows, you know, more contents out there, you start to improve. Uh, Once you start working with the same people, you just you pick up on their cues and whatnot. And it's just a communication is key, number one. And also just making sure that you always want to improve your craft. So uh, I'm the type of person that if my name's going to be on something, I don't want it to sound horrible. So even if I stay up to one, two, three in the morning to do the edits on the show, because I also edit the show, I'll do that just because I don't want to put something out there that's just blah, you know, just just stop my style. And I just don't want anybody to say, well, hey, I heard your podcast, Fidel, and it just, you know, didn't sound good or anything like that. So I just got to keep on trying, um, perfecting the craft. And that's still what, what I'm trying to do. It's a, it's a never ending process, I, I do believe.
0: And, and, you know, I was thinking it's like, there's, there's your, there's your business tie-ins, right? I mean, that's exactly what I went through in business, (laughs) you know, like trying to perfect my craft, trying to get better at it each time and then staying up the late nights and getting through things. I like your analogy of the, the bike you fall off, you get back on. The other thing, you know, with that is sometimes like, you know, when you're riding the bike, I think about like, um, Oh, and actually now i'm now i'm gonna to totally get into a personal story my 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 daughter you know went out on a on a date the other night boy in his car i get a i the same exact day i get a uh um, a pop-up from my google reminders photo thing that says you know oh Check out this reminder from I don't know ten years ago, twelve you know twelve years ago or something. I I look wow. at it and it's me pushing her and letting her ride on her bike for the first time by herself, like pedaling. And I'm like, oh man, what a difference a couple of <laughs> a decade makes. Time you know? flies, doesn't it? But it, like thinking about that, right, and uh, and applying that. I and I, I I thought of this, you know, when I was like I was kind of like you know doing a little presentation at, uh, at at the day job, you know, talking to folks, and I thought of. Like taking risk, right? Like taking yeah. risk is kind of like the, the riding the bike thing, right? Like it's taking a risk, like just getting on the bike for the first time. But you yeah. go a little slower, right? And then you fall. It's not as bad. You're falling into the grass or you're falling into something. And, you know, hey, the bruises that you get, that well, they get a little bit better, right? Like they get better over time because they go away. you know, yeah. Or the <laughs> scrapes, they're gone in a couple of weeks. And it's like you don't mm-hmm. remember that, but you learned the lesson of riding the bike. You yeah. know, yeah. Like yeah. I, I love
2: that. Yeah, for sure and i think the other thing too is that um i think a lot of people get discouraged by their friends and family at times and what i mean yeah. by that is they'll put themselves out there to try something new maybe something that their friends or family like they've never done in the past and you know people like to scrutinize and sometimes people get discouraged so to yeah. anybody out there listening that's discouraged by a friend family member just keep going eventually they're going to start supporting you and they will say man i can't believe you did this how'd you do it well, it's called hard work and dedication so um, that's probably the number one thing I would say to anybody that's looking to start a podcast or that's starting one and kind of like, eh, like, I don't know if I want to do this. Cause I mean, you do, you get criticized a lot. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, you know,
0: I, <laughs> I criticize myself a lot in those early episodes too. Like it's even the self criticism, you got to get past yeah. that and get that out of your head and just go for it. Just do it. Well, what's funny about that, Russ,
1: is like you tell me what you criticize yourself for, and in my eyes and my ears, because it's obviously an audio type medium here, I don't hear those things. So you yeah. know what you what you criticize yourself out. for, and <laughs> what yeah what, what you're focusing on is not necessarily what the audience hears, and a lot of times you know people need to remember that. Uh, even when yeah. you're doing a sales presentation or you're, you're at work or whether you're doing a podcast, a lot of the stuff, the, the monologues that's going on in your head, these little alarms mm-hmm. are going in your head. Nobody's picking up the, the, yeah. those errors because they don't know what you're supposed to say. They don't know what's supposed to happen. As long as you just keep going and powering through and, and be entertaining and, and create content yeah. and, and be informational, people are going to enjoy that. And that's what I like about your show, Fidel. It's super informational. And you guys have great guests. I love your guests.
2: Yeah. I mean, we, we've done a great job and Kendall gets, you know, a lot of the guests, but I, you know, I reach out as well. And so does Jerry's it's just, it's a mixture. It's a team effort. Uh, totally. That makes the show, you know, what it is and it's good.
0: And you know, it's, it's probably see for, for Greg and I, it's like we split the work, right? So for, for you, you get 33% of the work, so you get to split it three ways. That's, that's kind of awesome too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. That's a, yeah. That's, that's a win. We got to get a third person on this show, Greg. Well, it's a lot easier when you have the co host on the same uh, side of the world as you. So oh, yeah. Well, there is that. So, <laughs> well, that's the other thing. I'm on the West Coast, they're on the East Coast, Central Time. So it's, right. uh, we're all over the place, man. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it's,
0: you, you do a great job with it. And I want to continue the conversation and talk more about it. Uh, More about the show tied into, you know, our our business thing here, because I think there's a lot of stuff that we can kind of combine there and talk about both of them. We'll do that right after this.
1: And we're back with DIY for Business, Russ and Greg here with you. Our guest today is Fidel Barraza, he is one of the three hosts. To the East-West Football Podcast, that is one of our newest shows on the uh, Winner's Edge Cast Podcast yeah. Network on Electric Cast Media. And before the <laughs> break, we were talking a little bit about you know how you know what you're doing in your podcast and business kind of all relates, and and you kind of bring your business background into uh, into the podcast. And one of the things you've done that you've been really integral as, as growing your podcast is. You know, creating the website to promote the uh, the East West Football Podcast. Tell us a little bit about how you guys developed that website, and you know, you kind of divide things up three ways: who's doing what, and and how long did it take you to kind of build that?
2: So, I, I want to say it was within three, no, probably four to five months after we started the podcast. Um, we started thinking that it would be a really good idea to start a website because. Think about all the all the people that apply for these jobs with these big companies, ESPN, Sports Illustrated, ES, or ESPN.com, just a lot of different places, right? And just the the people that don't get the opportunity, just like ourselves. I mean, sure. Essentially, when we started, it was just us, right? So, yeah. Um, so we we thought it would be a good idea to start the website, and that's how that came about. Um, we got. I mean, Kendall did a, uh, a great job recruiting people. Uh, Jerry did as well. Um, we got people all over the place, man. We got people on the East Coast, West Coast, Central. It's it's all over the place, man. EastWestFootball.com. Uh, we have some really great content on there, some really great writers. Um, but, yeah, that's essentially how the website got started, and uh, we're still going strong. So give us a
1: little more details about the website because you're, you're, you're absolutely right. There's a lot of content on your site. To give our audience a little idea of what they're going to see when they get to uh, the website.
2: So essentially, it's it's football all year round. So what I mean by that is, so the draft just ended, but there's going to be a new draft next year. So Jerry and uh, Walter Stringer head the, the scouting department for the, for the website, EastWestFootball.com. So there's content on there about prospects for next year's draft and just reviewing this year's draft. Mm-hmm. Um, we got people writing about different divisions in the NFL uh, for some freelancing articles. So it's just a lot of football content. So if, if you're a football fan, you definitely want to go check out the website.
0: Football, football year round. Okay. So, okay. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to just out myself as not the football guy. I'm, I, I talked about baseball. I watch baseball. I'm not, I'm not the football guy. Um, I, 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 but now, it seems like there is there is football year-round. There's these other leagues that have popped up. What's going on there?
2: Well, well, I mean, not even that. Just like the NFL, I mean, there's always something going on. I mean, in next month, it's going to be training camp before you know it. You know, the Raiders are going to be playing the first preseason game against Jacksonville in Kenton, Ohio, for the Hall of Fame. So, I mean, it's just football is everywhere. I mean, there's always storylines. Like today, Minka Fitzpatrick That's signed true. an extension with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Marcus Davenport, um, they amputated his pinky. So, I mean, there's always things going on in the league, for sure. And there's I feel, like, I feel football. like football does that right. Baseball just kind of dies,
0: you know, in the winter. It's like, I, I, I don't it, really you hear know what? attention. It's, I don't know. It's I'm different.
2: A, I'm a Yankees fan. I, I watch baseball, but to me, MLB is kind of lost. It's like, I don't know. It's I don't want to say shine. I don't think that's the right word, but it's just there's something different about the NFL. It's just It's more intense. It, maybe it's cause, because there's not – a lot of games, like there is in baseball, yeah, and a lot of people don't start paying attention till after the All Star break. I mean, that might be it, mm-hmm. um, but it's just football is just different, man. It's just, yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, a lot I think different.
1: that there's more trades. There's a lot. I mean, okay, there's two major differences of football and baseball. Just, I'm a big fan of both sports, right? But I think there's more trades, more blockbuster trades, more interactions going on yeah. in football than in baseball and the second thing is the nfl has done an amazing job you mentioned the draft fidel the nfl has done an amazing job of promoting the draft i mean it's being televised (laughs) for three straight nights i mean they just had it in las vegas fidel you went to it personally you you were there you saw the spectacle that was the nfl draft firsthand i mean Uh, the baseball draft, nobody talks about it. It's what 20 something rounds. I don't know how many (laughs) rounds it is. It's a lot of rounds and nobody, you know, besides the top 10 players, nobody knows anybody, uh, that's in the baseball draft, but the NFL draft, people are scouting that thing. People know all the way down to the sixth round who that who that they want their team to pick. It's, it's, it's incredible. The momentum and the excitement around the draft in the NFL.
2: Yeah. And I will say the marketing uh, that the NFL does is amazing. And you mentioned I was just at the draft in April. Mm-hmm. Man, that thing was a, a part of the whole week and just, you know, the first day there was over a hundred thousand people. It's just it's different. It's a different type of sport. I mean, if you um paid attention to the ratings that the draft did, I mean it was outnumbering the NBA playoffs and oh, whatever sporting event was going on that day. It's the same thing for the schedule release. Schedule release is a huge <laughs> thing now. You promote That's the crazy. Thing, you know a
1: lot. Yeah. Tell, tell uh, us what it, it was ends, like yeah. at the draft. I mean, I was I was envious when you told me you're going to the draft. I was like, oh yeah, gosh, cool. I, maybe
2: I should go meet you down there. I got to figure out a way to go meet the bell. because <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be fun. What was it like yeah. in person? Well, before I tell you what it's like, I, I think I have to kind of tell you how that came about. So, um, you know, the I'm in California, just like you guys. So Vegas is not too far away from me. So when I knew this was gonna happen. I told myself I was going to go regardless if I had NFL credentials or not. I told the guys, Hey, I'm going to make the trip out there. Uh, I had uh, one of my coworkers at work, she made me a East West press badge. I mean, it's not fake. It's real. It's, it's, you know, our company. Right. So, um, I started reaching out to people on LinkedIn. I was like, there's gotta be a way where I'm going to be able to access all the media. stuff cause essentially I'm a part of the media. Um, so, you know, I was emailing people, messaging people on LinkedIn and, uh, Everybody was like, hey, well, you have to go through NFL communications website. If you don't get approved, you can't go or you can't get in where the media is. So I had been trying for like over a year, like to get approved through this website. So one day I'm just like navigating through the Web and I'm just clicking on different pages. Well, on one of the pages it showed a number for uh, the NFL corporate office in New York Park Avenue. So, like, well, I don't know. This number might not be real. So but I called it. And someone picked up the phone and said National Football League. So at that point, I hung up. So <laughs> I hung up the phone. I collected myself. I was like, All right, I'm gonna call back. I gotta know what I'm gonna say. So I call back. Say, hey, my name is Fidel Brazon with Eastwood's East Football. I'm hoping to speak to somebody in your PR department. She says, please hold. I get transferred to a voicemail. So I leave the voicemail, pretty much saying who I am, what I'm trying to accomplish. The next day, around four o'clock, I have a number calling me from Kentucky. So I have I have a client out there for my my actual job. So I pick up the phone and um, they're like or he was like, hey, is this Fidel Barraza? I was like, yes. He's like, oh, hi, it's Dalton from the NFL. How are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm good. And so then <laughs> I, I go outside, talk to him and he's asking me, hey, do, were you able to attend the Super Bowl this past season? I was like, no, because I was like, I've been having issues getting, you know, credential through the website. He's like, well, what's your email? So I get my email and he's like, all right. You're good. You're all set. I'm like, really? <laughs> nice. So then he had told me, he's like, look, he's like the deadline for the draft was last week. So I can not actually give you, you know, media access to get in. So he told me, he gave me this uh, email for this person. There was an agency that was running pretty much a draft for the NFL out of LA. So I contacted the person like, Hey, I'm going to be in Las Vegas on Wednesday. I'm going to be attending the draft for East West football. He's like, perfect. He's like come by, I'm going to give you some media wristbands. So, the routine was early in the mornings, we would walk to the hotel, get our wristbands and then go uh, have the media access. And I was able to, you know, be with the actual media. It was really great. It was a it was mind boggling, to say the least, that I was there awesome. and I was yeah, talking to people. So,
1: I mean, all the people that you've seen on TV for years, you're actually rubbing elbows with. Uh, in-
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I talked to Rich Eisen for a little bit. Um, Steve Marucci when he was doing the commercial breaks and whatnot. So yeah, it was, it was great, man. It was, yeah, the NFL just does an amazing job because there was a lot of fans. There were a lot of different activities, but yeah, man, it was great to, to be at the draft and represent the company.
0: That's awesome.
2: I love that, uh, again, there's that persistence and just trying everything and just
0: getting it done, having the confidence that you're going to get it done and just
2: going yeah, for it. it just, well, I mean, I was okay. going to go regardless, right? And I was going to make it happen. Uh, actually, one of my friends, Xavier Herrera, he, he lives out there in, in San Diego. He was. He, I told him, I was like, hey, look, I'm planning to go to the draft. I need a camera guy. And he's kind of just starting to do that kind of thing. So he went with me and he was my camera guy. So he was the one that was catching awesome. him as well. So shout out to him for sure. <laughs>
0: That's, that is a, that is so cool. You know, I, Fidel, I love, I love what you're doing here. It's like you're, you're giving so many people credit. I love it. Like you've mentioned all these different names of people to like, that have helped you out. And I, I think that's awesome that you're doing that. Yeah, <laughs> like no, a lot no, of people. Sure. Oh no,
2: I did this. <laughs> you know, no, I no was, Well, I mean, it's a journey, it's man. Cool. So, you know, you, you, uh, you have people that, that help you out and whatnot. And, and yeah, I'm just appreciative to everyone that's helped me out get this far.
0: Yeah. That's, that is totally awesome. Uh, you know, I'm, I always say this, I'm appreciative to Greg. Um, so Aww, there you go. How yeah, see, yeah. I know, I know. Thank you. Well, All right. right, I'm
1: looking at you, you know, with the, yeah, the bang exactly. that you guys <laughs> didn't think something like but
0: Thank you. <laughs> thank I'll you. say more things uh, good about Greg when we get back.
1: <laughs> We're back with DIY for Business, Russ and Greg here with you. Um, always go to the Best Business Network to hear all of our business shows on the network. I'm sure you're going to find something that you enjoy. And now you can go to the Winner's Edge Sports Podcast uh, to find all of our sports broadcasts, including East-West Football with Fidel Barraza and his two co-hosts. And, and before the break, we we're talking a little bit about uh, the persistence that that you really showed to kind of get your show going and, and your persistence to get to the draft that i mean you kind of had to go through the steps to get there and just from knowing you personally that's not something you're just doing you know that just started with the podcast you showed a lot of persistence to get your day job because earlier in the show you mentioned that you're out of work for a little bit and you're kind of searching for what you wanted to do but you got a cool story about how you got your job and kind of getting into one of your lifelong passions
2: Yeah, so essentially, I I was at a job for almost seven years, and I decided to leave that job just because it wasn't for me anymore. So that whole year was a journey. Um, Not having a job, just quit. And I had a little baby girl and house payment and fiancé and whatnot. So that was a – Well, you you got to put in a plug for your baby girl and your fiancé here. Uh, Vanessa and uh, Alexandra. So um, (laughs) they're my rock. Yeah, number one supporter. So definitely. But yeah, I just – you know, I just I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't be at that place that I was at anymore and just decided to quit the job. I remember clearly was in the car, I was like, I can't go back in there. Like I'm I just can't. So um yeah, it was a whole a year of kind of looking and seeing like what I wanted to do next, and and I, I came across this company called Nextdoor Media Group. Um, they're located in Fresno. I've always been fascinated by television and just everything, just about it, the whole thing. So I was like, you know what? I was like let me see what jobs there is available. I, I've been in sales for 12 years. So essentially they had a sales job, you know, not available, but they, you know, they did have a position like that on there. So I found out who the manager was, Michael Burton, shout out to my boss. And um, I sent him a message on LinkedIn. I still have the messages on my phone. And uh, I was like, Hey, introduce myself. Hey, I'm looking for a job. I would be, I would love to get a chance to talk to you. He said, yeah, okay. So essentially it took like four or five months for me to get the job. And I interviewed like four or five times,
1: <laughs> but essentially
2: <laughs> I ended up getting the job. But it was a long process. And uh, that same day I took that job. I got three other job offers and I kind of had to decide like what I wanted to do because the other ones were in the cellular business. So wireless is, you know, and, right. th- and the other thing, keep in mind, this is like right before the pandemic, maybe a week or two. Wow. So I wow. Yeah. Start the new job (laughs) at the television station. The next day we get sent home. But
1: but the Uh, other part of the story that that, uh, you had shared to me is like, he kind of disappeared for a little while. So you had to
2: kind of. He did. He he did. He, He ignored me for about two or three months. And I was just, I kept on bugging him, bugging him, bugging him messages, left and right phone calls, voicemails, you name it. I did it. So essentially my last, like I hadn't made up that day. I was like, all right, this is it. If he answers the phone, cool. If not, I'm just moving on. He mm. ended up answering the phone. <laughs> I meet with them nice. and yeah, it took me like four or five interviews to get the job, but hey, I got the job and I'm still there. So now, Very, do you great. think he was
0: during that process? Was he testing you since you're for sales? He <laughs> was.
2: So essentially it's a sales job. It's commission only. So you got to sell to eat essentially, yeah. right? To make money. Right. So he wanted to make sure that whoever he brought on next was going to be able to do that. Right. And yeah. And I was, so. Yeah. Well,
0: broadcast sales, it's tough, you know, I mean, to, unless you've, you've got passion to do it and, and, you know, getting out there and getting it done. Yeah.
2: But when when you're in sales and you've been selling your whole life, it's, it's, it's the same thing. It's just, you're selling a different product. Essentially when you're doing a podcast too, you're selling yourself, you're selling the story. Yeah. It's uh, everything's a sell. Yeah, totally. Essentially, So. Yeah.
1: yeah. You know what? I want to hear both of your opinions on this because I find what you just said, Fidel, to to be 100% accurate. Podcasting is very much like sales. Like if you, you could love what you do, right? Like most podcasters really love whatever topic they're talking about. But to actually make it a business, to be successful at it, you got to work. Right. And it's yeah. not something that's just going to come easy to you. If you want to monetize your podcast, if you want to get distribution of your podcast, it's not something you could just sit on your hands and all these offers are going to come your way. You got to work at it.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to sell yourself. It's like a new essentially we're like a newspaper. This is the, the way I like to put it. The newspapers sell a story or they used to. I mean, newspapers are maybe they're probably not going to be here very much longer. Right. So at least print. So when you're doing a podcast, if I if I don't hear something I like within like the first five minutes or 10 minutes, I'm going to change it. So you mm-hmm. got to make sure that you talk about really good topics, that you sound really engaged with what your audience wants, uh, any fan interaction. That's what we're trying to do more of on the social media platforms. Um, you're telling a story. You're selling a story, essentially. So you just want to yeah. make sure you, you you grab, you know, the, the listener's attention. Yeah, and you know that was something that,
0: like, so I did that. I did a daily show. I did like 450 episodes of a daily show where I did it every single, yeah. well, every single weekday. At first, it was every single day. Then I went to every single weekday, and then I was just like, "Man, I'm done. <laughs> it's a lot. It's <laughs> I'm worn out. I can't do this uh, and and do DIY and do. I just felt like you know it was a little too much for me to." to keep that going. And I felt like I did it, you know, I was like, okay, I've done an entire year and now I'm talking for the last hundred days. I've been talking about the same events that I talked about a year ago. I'm like, eh, I think I'm, I think I'm going to call it quits, you know, but, um, what I didn't want to get to was bad quality. Like I, I, yeah. in the beginning, you know, as, as you said, Hey, those beginning shows, like, let's forget about those. But yeah. like at the end there, I felt like I needed to, do a quality show every single day. So I was, there were days where I'd work for like, you know, two hours scripting out a 10 minute show. It's like, this is crazy. Like, what am I doing? But I just didn't feel good about putting my name on it. If it wasn't going to be decent.
2: Yeah. You know, no, it, I f- I feel it, man. Cause I mean, sometimes I'll be up to 12, two in the morning like, just like, Hey, should be, you know, Vanessa gets like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm still working on the show. Yeah. Like, it's like, if I hear anything I just don't like, I'll delete it, I'll edit it, and I'll, I'll just re-record it as many times as I need yeah. to to make it sound good. Yeah. Because you got to think about it. There's people out there that don't know who you are that just, like, randomly come across your show and they're like, oh, I'm going to listen to it. Listen right. to it. And like, that sounds horrible because you only get one chance to get the listener. Right. That's it. If, the, yeah. if it's the first time tuning in, they like it, they'll keep on listening. If not, they're not going to. No, I mean, yeah. that's just being simple.
1: Yeah, and I think totally. if that one if that one lesson that people take away from this show is you got to be proud of what you're putting out, and yeah. if you mm-hmm. if you're willing to put out stuff you're not proud of, you know maybe podcasting's not right for you. You know, it might be yeah. fun and all, yeah. but it, it's not. You know, it's probably not going to last, or you're not going to get a, a large enough audience by just putting out stuff that you just don't feel good about. And I think yeah. that's one of the things that Russ and I really focus on, and one of the things that we really appreciate about you, Fidel, and and your show is that you're always putting out good content, good information, very entertaining. As Russ is saying, the three of you have fantastic chemistry. And the yep. guests that you get are just it's some really cool stories to, on your show. And I really encourage people to listen.
2: Yeah, I mean, when we get the guest on, you know, Jerry Kendall, I mean, they, they do a great job asking questions of myself as well. I uh, I try to get them to to kind of tell a little bit more than what you would usually get. So some, some guests, they do it, some don't. So it's kind of depends on the questions that you ask to kind of develop that whole interview because essentially you're telling them their story. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, that's what we try to do. And, and, uh, in the earlier stages and, and we still kind of do right. But we, uh, we, we talked to a lot of people that were trying to make it to the league or we're trying to make it to the NFL, but didn't have the opportunity to be interviewed by anybody. Uh, and that's kind of like where we came in and we still do that. Um, But, yeah, it's just um, you just have to be yourself, have good quality on the show, and uh, everything else will take care of itself. You just got to keep on putting things out. You just can't put one show out and say, no, it didn't sound good. I don't want to do one for like, I don't know, four weeks, five weeks. just got to keep on doing it. And it's hard. I mean, it's really difficult for us because, again, the time difference is huge. In my job, I don't have a regular Mm -hmm. eight to five. Like Sometimes I get home at seven. Sometimes I get home at eight. Sometimes I get home at nine. It's mm-hmm. just a long day. And especially yeah. with, you know, with having a kid, it's just, it's difficult. And then having your spouse, just there's a lot that goes into it. So you have to kind of plan accordingly to uh, exactly how your day is going to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's not easy doing this, but it's so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> look, like right now, oh my it's 10 o'clock. <laughs> if the guys were on here, it would be, you know, 1 o'clock, 1 their o'clock. Time.
0: Yeah, yeah that's true. So, oh, geez. Yeah. yeah, well, that's okay. So I said earlier, you get to, you know, do a third of the work. But now you, you got to, like, it's three times the the problems as far as juggling schedules. Yeah. So it, I it, have it, enough problems. <laughs>
2: it it, it, can, be, up, it right? can be difficult, but we've been doing it for so much, for so long yeah. already. It's like, we, we we find a way to you get it done. So. You got nice. it down. Yeah, shout out to the whole team, the website, you know. Um, Kendall Jerry, everyone does a great job and everybody does, does their, their part. So all right. So
0: again, if people want to listen to the show, find it out. Like find the show, it's obviously available on all the podcast platforms, but the, the website again? Uh, EastwestFootball.com. All right. And it's also available You can see it on ElectroCast uh, as well, electrocast.com. Uh, we've we've got that over there. Fidel, thank you so much for uh, joining us tonight. I appreciate you guys having me on. Hey, thanks a lot, Fidel and Nate, hey, go Raiders. Go
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> And uh, thank you for listening, subscribing and reviewing DIY for business, a part of the best business network and Electrocast Media. The subjects that we cover on this podcast are selected with the goal of helping your business grow. Yeah, we talked about podcasts, but so much of this can like apply to your business, the passion, the communication, getting everybody together and, and just getting stuff done. It really works if <laughs> you keep at it. Uh, all the information provided is opinion-based and you might wanna consult a professional to discuss your exact business needs. Greg and I will, we want your business to succeed and we're happy to take your questions. We'd also love to hear your suggestions for future episodes. Just head over to diyforbusinesspodcast.com. The link for that is in this podcast's description. Again, we thank you for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business, where you are not alone. The Geo Godfather Wars is an all-new podcast giving you the real talk on understanding how geopolitics impacts you and your world. Join your host, Barack Seiner and me, Leah Tedro, each week as we unpack the complexities, strategies, and players running the world, and how those forces affect your everyday life and decisions, whether you know it or not. Available wherever you listen to your podcasts. See you there. Electric. App.